Oh, it's that time of year when all fans come out to cheer and boo and hiss and run amok. Well, it's bowl season and your team sucks. Welcome aboard to the Sunflowers Preds podcast. I am one of your hosts, Garrett Chad, with me, as always, per usual, is Gary Winkler. Hell of an intro tonight, Chad. Thank you. I just freestyled that. So. How are you doing? Pretty good. Did just you hit any parlays tonight? No, I didn't. You want to know why? Why is that? Because Dwight Powell took his 270-pound body and landed on Kyrie Irving's injured foot again. I so, hit a parlay. I yeah, know. I know you hit a parlay. Good for you. It's very funny how I gamble for the first time in a week, and my first parlay involves my team's second-best player, Leaving the arena in a wheelchair. But I guess it's not as bad as people betting on Christian Kirk and then him um, <laughs> rupturing his having his balls blow up on the first play of the game. So, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> we got a fun episode tonight. We're going to talk a little bit college football playoff controversy. Oh, yeah. Got to touch on that. Touching on, touch we'll, on some we'll bowls. We'll talk about some uh, K-State... Um, mayhem uh oh yeah <laughs> you guys are uh doing well over there the university's not doing in manhattan <laughs> but the shockers are playing good and that's all i can ask the shocks you know Talk small, a little a small price to pay for salvation yeah <laughs> well you're fully shockified again oh yeah oh yeah we'll, we'll have a shocker episode after the football yeah. season concludes. <laughs> you gotta let them get in the f- form first so you know we don't jinx anything so uh, <laughs> this might be their peak form right now <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I'm very optimistic on the Shockers. I think they can finish in the top five or four in the American. That's just because the American, you know, they, they got Americans kind of top heavy. I mean, you got FAU looking FAU. really good. Yeah, kind of Tulane, kind of Memphis. And then, like, after that, it's all just kind of toss-ups. So Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think the Shockers can squeak out uh, a top five finish in the American and potentially make an NIT bid, maybe get in the tournament. I personally like an NIT bit. I'd like this team to grow a little bit more. I'd like this to, you know what I mean, go for far in a tournament. But. Well, you know, I'm just pleased to watch an offense that doesn't look like it's from the Stone Age. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much needed change in Charles Cook Arena. All right. Well, anyway, um, review a quick, 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 quick review of last week's conference championship games. Now, we still have one game left in the regular season, technically, and that is Army-Navy, which is on Saturday. And to review, we're both on Army, minus two and a half. Uh, This will be out after that, so okay. hopefully we had hit on that. (laughs) Well, hopefully we hit on that. First off, starting off with some action. Toledo is a seven and a half point favorite. What happened to the Rockets? I watched this game. Um, This was actually a very entertaining game. I thought Toledo's defense would be a little bit more stout. They were not, so... Um, Miami ran a monk. I did. I Miami was my sneaky team in the MAC, and I, I remember. Really I, I remember made, that. They, I thought they could make maybe make a run. I thought they'd be come up a little bit short though. However, but I mean they did good. They won the MAC outright. Good job, uh, Miami of Ohio. Um, Toledo, you know, they had a good season overall. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I still like the Rockets. <laughs> I still am a Rockets fan. I, I the, the Rockets are the only MAC team I got to see in person. So um, go Rockets, I guess. And you know that's all I got to say about that. All right, going back to our season preview of the MAC and just college football in general, I had picked Ohio versus Toledo here in 
the uh, MAC championship. So one out of two ain't half bad. Yeah, I uh, yeah I did Ohio and Toledo as well, just a rematch of the previous year. Um, Should have known the MAC has not had a repeat champion since 2006 or something like that. So we should have we should have seen the writing on the wall. Yep. All right, moving on. Boise and UNLV. Boise, the team that uh, people thought should not have even been in this game. Um, UNLV was because UNLV had uh, oh. lost their head-to-head matchup against San Jose State. So UNLV was the... All right, I remember that now. They think they rigged it because they wanted to have the game in the, the Roomba Dome. Which is actually kind of hilarious because I didn't realize that I had San Jose State playing Boise in my preseason preview of this. And so I kind of got screwed out of that, but oh well. And that's I the, had Boise that. winning, so good job for me on that. Don't know what I saw in the old Aztecs, but oh well. The SEC. This game pissed me off. Yeah, I lost a lot of money in this game. This is one of my worst. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Um, Bama, they were pissed off. They came in, and, uh, you know, a focus saving team is something to be reckoned with. However, I did predict this as my SEC championship matchup. But I did have Georgia winning, so almost the trifecta there. We'll get to this a little bit more in a second, but I did have Georgia missing the playoff this year. And I felt the viewers at home laughing at me when I said that. But, <laughs> hey, I got it right. Well, look who's laughing now. Moving on to the Sun Belt. I predicted this one correctly. Appalachian State and Troy, but I did pick... Uh, no, I picked Troy to win. Good I was correct. 100%. So. 100% on the old Sun Belt. I was pretty good on the Sun Belt this year. I had a good feel for the conference. Don't know why, but uh, I didn't watch too much of this one. Um, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we're good. Um, anyway. I don't have anything to say yeah. about it. <laughs> SMU and Tulane. The Stangs were... Were all over the green wave. They outran it. They were too fast. Yeah. Um, this one shocked me because I really thought Tulane was the better team. But SMU, just like like going into the game, I thought Tulane would dominate the game. And SMU just mollywopped them. Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, I did not <coughs> foresee that at all. I thought maybe SMU could keep it close, maybe win it down the stretch. But, no, they just they just beat them out. Yeah. Right. They were the better team. Uh, I had UTSA taking on Tulane or SMU in the AAC championship. I had UTSA winning. We'll call it 60% correct. There you go. Uh, Michigan and Iowa. We both predicted this one. We both had Michigan winning um, at the beginning of the season. I had Iowa to cover. They did not because they (laughs) – Yep. Iowa can't move the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought – my one hope here was that Iowa could just hang on long enough. They almost did. They really almost did. But uh, they threw a pick. Deacon Hill threw a pick. And Michigan took that one back deep into Iowa territory. So that kind of offset things a little bit. Uh, on to the ACC. I was very incorrect on this whole conference. Who'd you have? I had Clemson and North Carolina. I had Louisville and Clemson, so I at least had the loser, but uh, and I had Clemson winning it. I thought this was Clemson's year. I was wrong. Old Dabo, you know. You got me. Name, image, and likeness of God. Yep, yep. Uh, didn't didn't translate to on the field results this year. I Florida, mean, they, Florida they State still went like what nine and three, so they still had yeah, they were all right. Yeah, they they recovered. Uh, Florida State won by double digits. We'll touch on Florida State here in a moment. Oh, yeah. Moving on to the best game of the week, in my opinion, by far, 
It's Oregon and Washington. This was Great a, game. a Great foolish game. line provided think, to us by I think Vegas. everybody knew this was going to be the best game. Yes. I mean, the line, yes, was menacing. But, um, yeah, bad line. I mean, Stupid we were, line. We were both I won a Washington. lot of money on this game. Yeah. So it kind of offset Georgia a little bit. A little bit. Um, but, yeah, I had UW covering. I believe you did as well. That was my money line play of the week, certainly. And in the Pac-12, I predicted Washington to beat Oregon State in the Pac-12 championship. So, foolish me, uh, right state, wrong team. Don't really know what I was thinking there. but uh, I had Oregon State and USC, so I can't talk. <laughs> the old Trojans, huh? <laughs> oh, I really thought that they could at least get to the, you know what I mean, championship again. I thought it was just going to be a repeat of last year, except Oregon State would be a little bit better. Oregon State kind of let me down down the stretch, but, you know, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, Oregon State blew a few games that they really shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, and then Jonathan Smith left. <laughs> yeah. Um, rest in peace. So Oregon did State. DJU. Um, anyway, moving on to the Big 12, Texas. You know, this game was really bewildering to me because um, – Mike Gundy got an Oklahoma State team that had absolutely no business being in this game. And it showed. Well, he got them to this game, and then they just didn't do any of the things yeah. that got them to this game. Yeah. Why? They didn't run the ball. They had to mix it up, I guess. I don't know. You have a Heisman candidate in your backfield. Yeah. Ollie Gordon scored five touchdowns to get you to this game. <laughs> and he touched the ball like ten times. So a lot of, uh, I don't want to say analysts or whatever, but a lot of people that watch film, they say Texas's secondary is their weakness <clears throat> on all around the team. So I'm not trusting Alan Bowman to go to war against Texas. I understand. I'm just saying they're trying to exploit that weakness and it did not work. Well, when you start the game off with three straight incompletions, it's not a great sign. So, it's not a great sign, though. Um, Mike Gundy, I thought you were a better coach than that. Um, foolish. Foolish. I was on Oklahoma State. Were you on Texas here or Oklahoma State? Um, I picked Oklahoma State. I did say that there's a chance that this was going to be a blowout in Texas's favor. So I was like, Oklahoma State's either going to, like, win this or lose this close or they're gonna get blown out so but i was on oklahoma state i you know i mean i so i you know i mean i picked him and i bet on him so you know it is what it is start of the season i predicted k-state and texas i had the cats winning uh so an unfortunate turn of event for old k-state we'll touch on that eventually as well yeah and finally new mexico state and liberty this was a tough beat this one really Really peeved me off. Diego went down midway to the fourth quarter. So I actually started watching this game, and I had no intention of watching it all the way through. And I did watch it all the way through. I watched it up until Liberty took the the second score. You know what I mean? The second possession uh, lead over them, and then I switched over to all Washington Oregon. So I actually watched more of the New Mexico State and Liberty game than I did of the Washington Oregon game, <laughs> which is kind of surprising, but I did. And I mean. New Mexico State was in there. I really feel like they should have covered. They should have. It was that. back and forth the whole game, and then Diego went down. And when Diego goes down, they kind of – I mean, they were still able to move the ball. The, the drive – they had two drives inside the red zone that they came away with zero points in the fourth quarter. 
So yeah, that was the difference, right? So I say tough beat there, and then they even kicked Liberty's the field goal. Liberty's last kick. touchdown came on a just miracle run by the quarterback. Yeah. So tough scenes. Liberty yeah. uh, must be doing something right on the religious side. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jamie Chadwell. <laughs> and uh, they get rewarded with a nice matchup against Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know why they're there, right? Why is that? Because they won all their games. But I thought I thought we we just put the better teams in. Well, yeah, but Liberty won all their games. So you're saying they deserve to be there because they won all their games? Yeah. But I thought we should just you know get the best matchups. No, I think the teams that win all their games should, especially in a, you know, say if you had a a, a team. In a conference, maybe that's considered to be um, in the upper echelon of college football. You know, like what they call a, a power five mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe if that team went undefeated, you know, and even though let's just say hypothetically that even if they had a star Heisman candidate quarterback um, and he got injured, right? So he's out for the season, and they had to have this backup play. Win three games for them. And then you know, and then he beats uh, a top top twenty team by double digits in their Power Five conference championship. Um, that maybe that team should should also be rewarded. Yeah, I, I'd agree. So in this hypothetical. Yeah, in this completely hypothetical situation, it's yeah. not like that would ever yeah. happen. No. So, um, well, anyway, you know, maybe we should just get right into the rest of the episode. All right, guys, so that hypothetical team we were just talking about was actually real-life Florida State starring quarterback Jordan Travis, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't know. Yeah. The old Seminoles got left out of the college football playoff despite being 13-0 and in a Power 5 conference. Absolute bullshit. Um, I was very upset because I had been shit-talking Jake before this, and... My biggest fear came true. Um, So, as what Chad's referencing to, the college football playoff was announced. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Um, Terrible seating, by the way. Washington has a better resume than Michigan. Yes. Um, Number three is Texas. And number four is none other than the University of Alabama. And baffling. Honestly, it's it's just baffling to me that you are going to leave out an undefeated Power Five. Because... You know what I mean? If UCF, you know what I mean? UCF went undefeated, didn't get in the playoff, all right? Cincinnati went undefeated, didn't get in the playoff, correct? Their first year. Their first Their year. Their first time. The first and time. And then they let them into the playoff. And then they let them in the playoff the second time because they were, had, you know what I mean? Just, they went what? Um, it would be 26 and 1 in the past two seasons. So they let them in the playoff. Obviously, they, they lost. And it's just. And the reason why the reason why I bring up UCF and Cincinnati was that they said, well, it's not a Power 5 conference. They're not playing anybody. Yeah. If, if you're a Power 5 conference, you know what I mean? You should be in. Like, like if you're if you're undefeated in Power 5 conference, you're going to be in. Well, here's what's really, really baffling is that apparently Jordan Travis matters so much to your team 
that without him you can't be led into the playoff. He should be in a high. He but now a Jordan Travis is not a Heisman finalist. So was he really that important to your football like team? If uh, um, Michigan's quarterback, if he got injured in the last two games of the season, do you think they and they were undefeated still? Do you think they'd let Michigan? Oh in? yeah. Michigan would still be in the playoffs. If Jalen Milrow sprained his ankle in the SEC championship game, do you think they'd let Alabama in? No. Because <laughs> they shouldn't be in the first place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Texas, their quarterback missed four games, and so he has a track record of being injured. Should they have Sewers let... could potentially get injured in this game. And then, and then it... you'd have to play Arch Manning or that other five-star backup they have. I can't remember his name. I'm so mm. sorry, but... Uh, it's, uh, I think it's Michael Murphy, if I'm not mistaken. That actually sounds correct, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, something like that. But still, it's just crazy because, like, the committee values power fives that are undefeated, okay? Well, you know what's interesting is that noted ESPN analyst and Thursday Night Football commentator Kirk Herbstreet. I lost all respect for Kirk during this. All the way back in what week? The I first week of the college football rankings. Yes, I saw this. He said... It doesn't matter where you are right now. Just win out and you're in. Oh. Oh. And then he has the fucking nerve to go up there and say, I think the committee did a great job yep. by leaving out this undefeated Power 5 team. And the hypothetical that they're saying is, oh, Alabama would beat Florida State. That's what they say. Alabama's a better team than Florida State. Do the eye test, okay? Okay, well, if you want to see that game. Who's looked better <laughs> Who's looked better all season? Oregon or Alabama? Oregon. Who's looked better all season? Ohio State or Alabama? Ohio State. Who's looked better all season? Georgia or Alabama? Georgia. <laughs> There's three teams that should be over just due to the eye test, okay? <laughs> like and, and you, yeah, okay, Alabama beat Georgia. Fair enough. Alabama was, but due in, a, to the was, eye in, test. A, was in a dogfight with South Florida. <laughs> this was like with a lacrosse player at quarterback, I might add. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a stupid decision by Saban, and I think Someone made a great point, and I think it was one of the podcasts I listened to. They said this was probably the easiest year for a college football playoff, okay? You have three undefeated Power 5 champions, all right? You've got Washington, you've got Michigan, and you've got Florida State. They should be in, Okay. And then you've got two teams, two Power 5 teams, okay, the Big 12 champion and the SEC champion that have one loss. And conveniently, they've played head-to-head -head in the season. And guess who won in Tuscaloosa? Texas. <laughs> Texas. So this should it's have been... the easiest choice ever, and they still fuck it up. They... How is that possible? So, do you want to know why it's possible? Oh, well, money, of This course. was a report... <laughs> That ESPN saved an estimated of 150 million in potential revenue losses based on viewership projections by oh, putting yeah. in Alabama over Florida State. Money. Uh huh. And then on top of that, I also saw this. So the VP of production for ESPN is Tim Corrigan. All right. The college football. Oh, Boo. Boo Corrigan. The college football the head. Spokesman. The college football head chairman is Boo Corman. Isn't it convenient they're brothers? <laughs> Isn't that super convenient? And you want to know what else is convenient? ESPN just bought all the rights to the SEC. So they own exclusively the entire SEC next year. Isn't that fucking oh, yeah. insane? 
Real convenient. <laughs> I fucking hate capitalism. It's insane. It's corruption. It's. Not... <laughs> I'm just saying. We can have that debate later. But no, it's it is just... corruption. You're right. It's corruption. It's blatant corporatism corruption. Because what we're shifting towards, all right, we are coming towards a Fox League and an ESPN League. And the ESPN owns the Big 12 and the SEC. The Big 12 is going to be a G League for the SEC, and you know what I mean? They're just going to do some sort of relegation system, I guess. I don't know. This is, I, I've been saying this for about two years now that I really think the SEC and the Big 10 are going to split away uh, from the NCAA. And whether the, you know what I mean, the SEC takes the Big 12 with them because they own all the rights with the ESPN deal, and the Big 10 splits away with their power, and um, they just absorb the ACC because the ACC is bound to fold now. Like, oh, yeah, they just killed the ACC. ACC's dead. Like, the ACC is flat-out dead. Because they're saying that going undefeated in the ACC means nothing. That's what they're saying. And it's like, what's... it? And the other argument is, oh, well, we have this playoff, you know what I mean, to prove who's the best team, so we need to put the best four teams in no matter what. What the fuck is the point of the season? What the fuck is the point of the regular season? We should just have the committee decide at the beginning of the season and save us all this fucking time, all right? Save us all this fucking time of watching sports. Well, the games don't matter, clearly. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It's insane. Because on the field, it, the results do not matter on the field. It just does not. Because if you watch two games of Alabama, you're like, oh, they look like the best team. Do the eye test. That fourth and 31, they needed to beat Auburn. A 6-6 six and six Auburn team? Or 6-5 and five at that point, excuse me. God, I wish that play had never fucking happened. It's insane. It's insane. Cause Just play defense. Play fucking defense. Please. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Florida State struggles against, uh, name a team that they struggled against. Florida, alright? They're on the road at Florida, okay? Comparable situation. Yeah. They still find a way to win by double digits. Alabama on the road in Auburn, they they have to rely on a hell mary throw. Okay, based on the eye test, and you can't Florida even State's say you can't team. even say it. Oh well, Alabama Auburn's a rivalry. Florida State, Florida State, Florida State is also a rivalry. <laughs> exactly. It's just, I mean, well, Mike Leach, the late great Mike Leach, had excellent words to say about the college football playoff back in like I don't know, 2017 or something. Mm. He said, "Oh well, we let this committee." Get in there. Well, who's going to be on the committee? Who's going to be on committee? <laughs> a bunch oh, of well, all right. A bunch of guys who, well, they play football? Oh, well, no, but they like to talk about it, so we should let them be on the committee. <laughs> and so we're going to pull all these deans and athletic directors and just people that have nothing to do with college football, and we're going to put them on the committee so they're not biased, in quotation marks, and they're going to decide who the best four teams are. I'm sorry. The committee is the stupidest fucking system we've ever had. I miss the BCS so much. I miss it so much. <laughs> so this is a good segue to what I think should be done to fix college football. And I think that they should expand to 16 teams. I don't think 12 is enough. Because with 12, there's still currently... There's only, I think, a few automatic bids or whatever. I think you have to have an automatic bid for every conference. And I'll get into stipulations here just so a team just doesn't succeed with, like, four other teams and they make, like, a minor conference so they can get an auto bid. I think what they need to do is, all right, expand to 16. Say every conference that has 10 members and can host 
a championship game because right now the rule is you have to have 10 members to host a championship game i believe or make that a rule i think the big 12 suspended that rule so i think you reinstate that rule okay you have to have 10 members to have a conference championship game okay if you can host a conference championship game within your conference requiring you have 10 members clarified that um then your conference gets an automatic bid right now there's nine conferences that would qualify for that you got the ACC, you've got the SEC, you got the Big Ten, you got the Big Twelve, you've got the um, Mountain West, you got the American, you got the Conference USA, you got the MAC, and that's nine. I might be missing one, Some but help. yeah, that that'll be the ninth. So there's nine teams that would qualify for that. Sorry, Pac two, you're getting left out on this, but just join the Mountain West and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, but you get my or merge with the, the Mountain West. I don't know, but you get my point. Is you have those nine the winners of those conferences, their auto bids into the 16 hypothetical playoff. All right. That still leaves you seven at large bids to get teams in that you want to deem in. All right. But at least every conference is represented, including an undefeated champion in said conferences, which we've had three times now UCF, Cincinnati, and Florida State not get into the playoff. Uh, four technically now with Liberty. And Liberty. Excuse me, because Liberty didn't get in. And so you got the nine, all right, conference champions, all right? You got seven at-larges. How do you seed them, you might ask? Oh, let's have a community decide. Bullshit. No, we have to bring back the BCS, okay? Bring back the BCS, all right? It's computer-based ranking. And we have the BCS seat, the top eight conference champions. Those are the first home games, all right? So the top eight conference championships host the uh, home games. The ninth one, you could gets put into the second pool with the seven at larges and those are the and those are seated based on the BCS rankings to match up with the other ones. Pretty good system, am I right? Sure, you might draw the number one seed might draw an unfavorable one. I don't care. You know what I mean? They're gonna be playing that fucking they're gonna be playing a Mac or a Conference USA school because they'll be the lowest one. But you get my point is at least because you can't just do it all based on just BCS power rankings from the all 16 because then you're just going to have Alabama hosting Liberty or hosting Ohio every year. You know what I mean? you got to give these smaller schools a chance to have Alabama come into Toledo and win a game in the snow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in some stupid foo-foo paradise down on the fucking belt. So I tell you what, Tuscaloosa is not a paradise. That place is a shithole. Anyways, but you get my point. Is make them go to the cold and win a game. Yeah, old uh, old Seth Greenberg is rallying the troops to bring back the BCS. So, and I, you know, I was in part of the troop where I was like, I overreacted a little bit to the BCS selecting two SEC teams to play for the Natty, like twice. Yeah. Right? Did it happen twice? Um, Alabama and LSU played once, and I think they played again. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Uh, it happened at least once where two SEC yeah. teams played for the national title, and everyone was like, this can never happen again. I think and it yet, happened with Auburn was and like Alabama. 15 9 11s to me when two <laughs> SEC teams played in the national championship. <laughs> Easy with the 9 11 jokes, right? Sean McDermott. President, okay? <laughs> Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> But objectively, there has to be a system that's non-biased somewhere in between letting a computer decide and letting people decide. I think a computer is the best way to do. The and computer if you do, is the better way. I agree. People but, say to expand it to thirty-two. I think no. at that point we're getting those a kids bit. would have brain damage by the end yeah. of that. 
I like 16. I think that's a wide enough net that you're going to have someone. You got automatic you know, bids, and then you got seven we, uh, bullshit bids that ESPN can fucking collude. All right? When we uh, when we expand to 12 and we, we keep this, this here uh, committee led by Boo Corrigan uh, and his wise ways, um, you know, we're going to be sitting in this exact same spot next year. And a a a two three loss a three loss SEC team such as oh let's say uh, LSU they'll put in a four loss before they put in a two loss Big Twelve let's say Kansas is number thirteen they have two losses right okay and let's say there's a team at number twelve I don't care who it is they have two losses and they lose the final week of the season and you have LSU over here at four losses okay. Well, LSU, they won their last game of the season against uh, Christian School for the Deaf. Yeah. And Kansas, you know, let's say they beat, uh, oh, they beat uh, Arizona State the last game of the season. They have three losses in the Big 12. LSU's got four in the SEC. Who's making the playoff? LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas might even drop a game. <laughs> yeah. might, even, might even drop a spot. Or any Big 12 team for that matter. Yeah. You know? So... We're gonna be sitting in this exact same spot with twelve, yeah, uh, and yeah, you know, and sixteen if you don't do it by the BCS, because we sit here and we let this committee that's completely run by uh, money and corporations yep. and yep. Uh, quote unquote unbiased opinions, uh, and then when you ask them about it, they're gonna give you some bullshit answer about, oh well, the teams play the games and this is what happens. If I ever meet Boo Corrigan. He's getting my foot up his ass <laughs> for ruining my beautiful sport. College okay? football is is looking very down. Oh it's, yeah, it's looking terrible. Right Pretty now. depressing. <laughs> if they were not expanding to, you know what I mean, the playoff this year, I think college football would die. Well, I'm seriously, I think the viewership for college football would plummet next year. G- games and, don't matter. And I think why should I sit here and watch my team have to struggle through this fucking schedule? Just for a glimmer of hope to make this expanded yep. playoff. Yep. And it doesn't matter because the SEC has a bigger media deal, so they're going to put them in instead. Yep. Yep. Or it's, a Big Ten team, for that matter. <laughs> this, this was a big eye-opener of how much the ESPN just owns the committee. I didn't really realize that until this year. I thought, oh, the committee, like, you know what I mean? They, they at least pull from every university. No, this is these, these people are exclusively... You know what I mean? Because they have a whole TV show about it and everything, and they're breaking it down. This, like, this committee is exclusively owned by ESPN, and it's wild. And you could just tell it because fucking all the ESPN heads are like, "Yeah, I think Alabama should be an over or Except whoever." You know who? Booger McFarland. And Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen also. And went Dan out Mullen. And there's one more other one I forgot, but. Huge dub. I want to say for, it's RG3. For RG3. Booger, Dan. I, R, you're right. It was RG3, RG3 always has <laughs> crazy takes, though. So yeah, just, well, <laughs> but huge dubs to those three for sticking to their guns yep. and calling out bullshit when they see it. And it was so infuriating. I watched Booger talk about it. God, man, I hate saying his name. Booger. But, but No, he was the only one that was making sense out there. I know. Like, and I, I, I was watching him, and they're all sitting there laughing at him. Yeah. You guys have your head so far up your asses and buried in yeah. ESPN's blood money that you can't see the absolute travesty that just happened to an entire conference. Yeah. They just killed the ACC. They literally just killed the ACC just right off the bat. Yeah. And I don't care about the ACC. Screw them. Oh, yeah. Like- you know I'm an ACC <laughs> hater, but I don't want them to just dissipate. You know? They're I mean, so, yeah. the I- fact that we've already seen a, a, a major conference – 
with teams that are at in the upper echelon of college football literally ceased to exist because they couldn't find a TV deal for them is ridiculous. And people <laughs> say Florida State played no one, all right? Look at their out-of-conference schedule because they can't control who's in conference, okay? Alabama played Texas, all right? Who else did they play? USF. All right, who else? And, uh, An FCS, they, most they likely. The yeah. Like they always do. And I don't remember who they opened the season against. It wasn't a so good team. So they played the Citadel, they played USF, and they played Texas, okay? Yes. Florida State played LSU, all right? First week of the season. First week of the they season. Made, they made easy work of them. <laughs> and I remember I was over here talking about how Florida State's overrated and everything. I and was as well. And I was a Florida State hater. I do not want to see them no, lose like this. Because they proved me wrong. And so I think they should have a shot to win a national title. And like I said, this was the – and then they also played Florida on the road in the swamp. All right? Yeah. They, play, they played two SEC schools. When was the last time... And beat them both by double digits. When was the last time Alabama had to play at Florida? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been over a decade. Did you know, all right, Texas A&M joined the SEC in what, 2011? Oh, yeah, 2011-ish. Georgia has never had to play A&M in College Station. Did you know that? No. It's been a decade, and Georgia's never once played a game in College Station. Which is crazy to me, because what they do, the SEC, they look at their power teams, all right, every year, and they design the schedule to make sure Georgia, Alabama, maybe LSU, they make sure to favor them. That way they get the benefits of SEC scheduling. So the SEC conference manipulates their schedule to benefit. Arkansas has plied to, had to play four consecutive road games this year. Yeah, Arkansas got fucked this year. And Arkansas, last, Arkansas had a brutal schedule this year. Last year, last year they had to play three road games on the or three games on the road. And the year before that, they had to play three games on the road consecutively. I'm not just saying like overall. I'm saying consecutively yeah. on the road, which is just wild. So the SEC is just continuously just schedule manipulating within their entire conference to make sure that Georgia, Alabama, maybe LSU. I'm guessing they're going to start doing it with Tennessee because Tennessee is kind of on the rise. Nah. But you, you get my point get is that there. they're going to sit down at the end of the season like, all right, who's the best two teams in this division? Who's the best two teams in this division? And we're going to schedule around that. Now, hopefully that's going to get better because they're abolishing divisions. You know what I mean? But I guarantee you they're going to rig it to where – Texas is going to get a benefit at schedule. Alabama's going to get a benefit schedule. You know who I bet they're going to fuck next year? Oklahoma. Yeah. I think they're going to screw Oklahoma. Oklahoma's getting fucked. <laughs> and it's going to make it's going to make me so laugh. And it's going to make me laugh. So, I Well, think, I mean, you know, it makes me laugh, but it almost makes me feel bad that Oklahoma's walking into this buzzsaw that they have No, I that think, they have no idea what they're getting into just cuz they're blindly following Texas. You talk to most Oklahoma fans, they're not happy about the move to the SEC. They're like yeah, it'll be cool playing like the top dogs and everything, but it's just like we've always been a big A team. Why are we leaving? We've always dominated this conference. We're gonna it's gonna be an easier conference if we just stayed. So like they'd be able to get in the playoff Money. every freaking year. Money. And I think one of two things are gonna happen. One, all right, they're gonna have to keep rigging it to make sure that there's three or four SEC teams in the playoff every year because they're the best teams to the eye test. So they're gonna have to keep putting in four teams to the college football playoff, at least four, 
into the college football playoff every single year to make all the SEC teams happy. Otherwise, I think you're going to see, okay, the Big 12's media deal gets within $10 million of the SEC's deal. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't Oklahoma go back to the Big 12 and, I'm just saying hypothetically, run the conference so they can get in every single year? Because, you know what I mean, historically, Oklahoma has ran the Big 12. You know what I mean? I'm a K-State fan, you know? I'm, I'm saying this as a K-State fan. That oh, Oklahoma yeah. Has ran I mean, yeah, at least in football. You know? they've, won, they've won 12 conference championships in the past 20 years. So it's just like, why wouldn't Oklahoma think that they could come back to the Big 12 and win it every year and have a playoff shot at the national championship every year versus going 8-4 and four in the SEC and not making the playoffs? Yeah. Well, they have to deal with Lance Leipold's tricky Jayhawks now, so we saw how that went, Lawrence, regardless. Yeah, yeah. But this makes me appreciate having Brett Yormark instead of a spineless coward like Greg Sankey oh, as my commissioner. Oh, yeah. I, I re- now, I, I do think I buy into the conspiracy that the Big 12 is just trying to shape themselves up to be the SEC G League. You know what I mean? Nah, I don't think Yormark does that. Mm. I mean, if your conference is on the brink of capitulation, um, would you rather A, yeah, not exist, or okay, B, well, well, be the second fiddle to the SEC? Let's think about this. Is, <laughs> let's think about this. We're thinking about this solely from the football perspective, which is fair. We're mostly a football podcast. Okay. Then let's think about it from the basketball perspective. Yes, ESPN owns the Big 12 and the SEC. Yeah, and the Big 12 is way better. Mm-hmm. So you get my point. They, the, the SEC the, has Kentucky. We're ESPN's basketball league. Oh, yeah, I'll take that any day of the week, baby. Come on. <laughs> basketball is my sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you get my point. Is I think that we're kind of playing into the fact that, oh, we'll be your basketball league for you or whatever. But to be fair, Brett Yormark, to your point, Brett Yormark has talked about, oh, we're going to spend basketball off as its own contract. We're going to negotiate a media deal for football. We're going to negotiate a media deal for basketball. Brett Yormark said that. So, you know what I mean? To your point... He does sound like he's trying to like generate just as much money for the Big Twelve as possible. I do like that. But yeah. well, and let's you know, <clears throat> building up the Big Twelve from a football perspective here, Arizona had a nice season. We'll see if it translates. I don't know, but Utah, traditionally strong program coming in. Um, Colorado, if Dion can keep, they signed the number one offensive tackle in the country today. We'll see if he stays. I think he will. We this know year. that their weakness this year was their offensive line, One right? offensive line is not going to fix the entire offensive line. I know. But, but no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. It I starts uh, kind of a landslide in Colorado. And you have a nice base with, you know, both Kansas schools were good this year. They're both on an uh, – well, okay, we'll talk about K-State. But at least one of them is on an upward trend. And then you have Gundy, of course, the mainstay. He's never going to go away. He's always going to finish 8-4 and four and, and throw a loop into something. Um and then, you know, you have the occasional teams that rise out of the ashes like TCU and Baylor. And now Houston gets the entire market to themselves. And they sound really fritz. Yeah. No, I really think the Big 12 is in perfect position to, like, be on the rise for college football. I think Cause the Big 12 is the best decision or the best position to be the third best football conference. Yes. And, well, here's another thing that I think – I think the Big Ten more so than the SEC is, is is very up for grabs as a cannibal conference now. Yeah. Adding in, especially, you know, USC and UCLA, I mean, that'll sort itself out. But you had Oregon and Washington in, and yeah. I don't think Washington's going to be as good next year. Um, Oregon might take a small step back, but 
I mean, you have two traditional powerhouses there that could really come mess things up for the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see if they rig the schedule so they don't ever actually have to play each other. Because there's, you know, 18 of them. <laughs> I am curious, who did ACC sign their media deal through? I don't know, but I saw a lot of NC State games on CW this year. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, CW does do the cool thing with the ref cam. I do like that. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Um, oh, it's with ESPN. <laughs> so ESPN also owns the ACC. <laughs> well, you know what? ESPN That's just tough. said to the ACC, <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> you don't make us enough money. <laughs> God damn, dude. This thing's all fucked. <laughs> Because all what this is going to boil down to is Fox is going to own the Big Ten and probably half the ACC by the time everything's done, and um, ESPN is going to own the SEC, probably Miami, probably Florida State, probably Clemson. You know what I mean? Because you know those the Southern ACC, the top whatever contenders are all going to be bunched with the ACC. The Big Twelve might grab Louisville for the West Virginia. They might grab like Pitt maybe. I doubt it, but like they might grab Pitt. Like I'm just trying to think hypothetically, who's because well, ACC's bound to fold now. Like they're bound to fold. For the state of Florida is setting aside money for in legal fees for something for suing either it's uh they called it athletic legal fees and they, <laughs> they they're setting aside upwards to a million dollars in taxpayer money. To fight legal battles on behalf of <laughs> Florida State University, assuming <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but, uh, one of their politicians wrote a letter. I don't know. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah. uh, well, actually, multiple of them did. So, yeah. um, but there's one shining light in the darkness: the Big Twelve. <laughs> no, the Big Twelve. I'm very excited. It's going to be a fun conference and everything, like we've said. And I think the the sky's the limit for the Big Twelve. Um, will we ever get the same money as the SEC? No, but no. Just, it is what it is. So. But Moving this on. just this just opens the door for our programs. It does. It does. I'm. I really think Utah, like Whittingham's getting up there in age. You know what I mean? It's opening the door for you know, like the likes of K State and uh, KU. I think Houston's going to be on the rise in the future, especially with the Willie Fritz signing. I think Colorado's an interesting. That's a powder keg getting ready to either explode in Dion's face or take off. So we'll see. But the Big 12 is going to be one of the most interesting conferences to see who's going to be the top dogs and everything. All right. Well, I suppose we should do what we're here for. Yep. Cover yep. some bowl games. And uh, we all know my beef with bowl game names from last year's episode. I love episodes. them. They add some humor to this situation. Right? <laughs> they it's just awful. Um, all right, starting out. The first bowl game. Oh, the old Myrtle Beach Bowl. We've got Georgia Southern and Ohio. All right. Bobcats. I'm not sure if Nathan O'Rourke is playing, but I like their chances here. Uh, it's Curtis O'Rourke, I believe. All oh, right, it's his younger he's brother. Not, Excuse he's not. me. Curtis O'Rourke has already entered the transfer portal. Oh, Really ditching your brother's alma mater? Okay, um, <laughs> God, the trans. Oh my God, we gotta have a. Yeah, we, we gotta. Um, Georgia Southern's favored by three and a half here. Um, and no quarterback or not, I still like Ohio here to at least cover this. I do too. Um, this seems like a kind of a final drive type of game. 
if for either team. For mm-hmm. that matter. Um, I like Ohio overall. I mean, they held their own against San Diego State. Remember when O'Rourke went down the first snap of the game, the first drive of the game, I should say. Yes. Georgia Southern has been very up and down, and I think the MAC is better than what people let on. I know the Sun Belt's fun and everything. You know, the Sun Belt's, you know, they cannibalize themselves except for the, some of the top teams. But you get my point. Is I think uh, Ohio. I'm I'm with Ohio. I'm yeah. I'm with you here on Ohio. I think Ohio's the right pick. I'm I'm also with on Ohio. With and them. the over under is forty eight and a half. I would go with the under here. I do too. Um, I think this does uh, run the air raid, so it's just like oh yeah, dude. Van Trask throws the ball like fifty times a game. However, I, I don't know how that Ohio. dude hasn't had Tommy Johns yet. <laughs> I still go with the under in Ohio. I like me some unders. <clears throat> All right, the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. I don't have a problem with this bowl name because I feel like it's been this for a while. So. I think it's one of the stupidest bowl names. The RL Carriers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's RL dumb, Carriers but is a shipping company. Yeah, it's big wigs in the sea. Oh, the RL Carriers ball. I guess I'll ship my things through RL Carriers. Yeah, I mean for sure, but like it's been that way for a while, so I don't really. It, it's it's normal. All right, the Gamecocks, not the one you're all thinking about in that dastardly conference. I'm talking about Jacksonville State, baby. They're taking on the University of Louisiana. All right, the Rage and Cajuns. So uh, Cox and Cajuns. Cox are favored by two and a half. I've got the Cox. I am also on the Cox. I'm locking it up. This is one of my favorite plays. Good try, baby. Uh, Over-under is 56 and a half. I'd like to go uh, under here as well. Uh, I lean under. I'm, I'm a big fan of unders. Um, you know this. So I'm going to go under. One of my favorite plays all bowl, bowl seasons and under. Won't be on this week's episode. It'll be on next week's episode. <laughs> all right. Um, the Avocados from Mexico Curable. Come on, that's hilarious. Starring Miami of Ohio and Appalachian State. This is hilarious. Uh, Could you imagine if it was the avocados from Mexico, New Mexico Bowl? Might as well be. <laughs> the uh, the Red Hawks favored by five and a half points over under forty seven. App half. State's favored by five and a half. Oh, you're right. Excuse me, I read you're that okay. wrong. Yeah, I'm picking Miami of Ohio here. Um, I'm locking up Miami of Ohio. You no, know, I was real high on App State, but uh, they just don't have the juice like that. App so. State's that meme money, all right? And Miami of Ohio, if this is against Power 5, I'd choose the Power 5 over Miami of Ohio. App State, I'm sorry. I, lo- I don't think they can move the ball very well. Miami of Ohio's defense is phenomenal. I love the under yeah, in this play Appalachian well. State relies a lot on the run game. So. I love the under in this play as well, and I'm... I'm going to be betting both these. So I'm locking up Miami of Ohio plus five and a half. All right. The uh, the Isleta New Mexico Bowl so with New Mexico State uh, and Fresno State. New Mexico State is the away team here, but they are favored by two and a half points. They are also pretty much playing a home game. <laughs> Over-under is 51 and a half. I am all over New Mexico State. Called a triple lock because I've locked up three bowl games in a row. I'm locking New Mexico State here. New Mexico State gets done. They win big over Fresno State. Fresno State is going to be without Jed Tedford, um, legendary coach for Fresno. So he is having health issues. So I wish him the best. Um, feel bad making money on this play, but I do. I am locking up New Mexico State here. One of my favorite plays in this first kind of slate of games. We'll be going over. We'll be going over every game through the twenty third, folks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. after that, we'll do the twenty sixth through the New Year's bowls. All right. Next up, the 
Straco Brands Los Angeles Bowl. This is the Gronk Bowl, by the way. <clears throat> the Gronk Bowl, then. Better than Jimmy Kimmel. So oh, much better. We'll take that. If we're going to suck off someone's celebrity's dick, sucked. I'm glad it's Gronk instead awful. of Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel should never have a fucking bowl game. UCLA taking on Boise State. Um, the Bruins favored by two and a half points. I'm on Boise State. I'm riding that hot streak. I'm on Boise State here, but I think this is the one I'm going to be completely wrong. I think UCLA is going to win. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Boise is, State's been gritty. Yes, gritty but how long can that last? You're an interim coach. I, I've said this before. Boise State does really well in Mountain West play, and they suck against everyone outside of Mountain West play. <laughs> you know, that's fair. <laughs> so I'm going to go UCLA here. I originally had Boise written down. I'm going to go UCLA. I'm going to flip my pick. Um, don't be wrong. Love me, Boise State. A lot of their players are entering the transfer portal since their coach. They don't have a coach, so I'm gonna go. Oh. I'm gonna go UCLA here. I do not know about UCLA transfers, so that's probably why this line is weird. But I'm gonna go UCLA. Yeah, I'm gonna. St- I'm not locking the it. Transfer portal. Mux I am betting this, but I'm not up, locking. Man. it. Brett McMurphy today tweeted that. Um, I believe there's there's forty nine bowl games or something like that. I don't know. 13 of them, 13 of them involve one team, at least one team, that has not had any opt-outs or coaching changes. That's sad. It's (laughs) disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting to me that coaches and players can just leave before the season's over. I mean, the only way to fix it with players is to add financial incentives to playing in the bowl game. Have the bowl game pay players. Like, okay, if you play in the bowl, you get 10K. If you win the bowl game, you get 25K. Yeah, and I mean, coaches, you know, from one standpoint, it's like, Mm -hmm. well, there's kind of two points of views here. So from a school like Kansas where the the offensive coordinator, Colton Ackie, he leaves and goes to Penn State. Okay, well, you've already got an, another guy on staff who you're just going to promote to. <laughs> they're calling him a co-offensive coordinator because they just hired Jeff Grimes. But at least now you get to see this guy that you've elevated up to this position. Call some plays in a bowl game, see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but on the other hand, you have schools where maybe they don't have someone readily available to elevate. And your offensive coordinator just leaves. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? Oh, hey, quarterbacks coach, get up there, <laughs> call some plays. Hey, Colin Klein did it. <laughs> and fair enough, worked out for old Colin. But <laughs> I mean, some of these schools are just—they're just dead in the water because these coaches can't wait fucking two weeks. Yeah. yeah. The offer's still gonna be there. <laughs> well, I mean, it's gonna be even more prevalent in the next uh, episode we do because, like, Oregon State—they're missing ninety percent of their starters. Their head coach. <laughs> yeah, Oregon State's doomed for eternity. It's funny because Washington State's actually looking like they have a brighter future than Oregon State now, which is sad because Oregon State invested so much in their program and they're gonna be left hanging now. So yeah, topic I for agree. another day. But we'll talk about that next episode. All right, the Radiance Tech Independence Bowl. And it's technologies. I had to shorten it because it was just so long. <laughs> <laughs> so many words in a bowl game. Cal making a bowl game, sneaking in there against Tech. Good job, Cal. Tech is fa- Texas Tech is favored by three and a half. Over under is fifty eight and a half. I'm going with the with the Bears. I'm mm. on Cal. Cal is gritty. I'm on the Red Raiders here. Um, Cal is gritty. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Cal won this game. I'm not locking this up by any means, but I'd like I like the Red Raiders to win this. I think the Red Raiders, I think they're more talented. I think the they get up and down. I think they win this uh, by seven to ten. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't really. Oh, Tyler Shuck is in the transfer portal. Mr. Seventh Year Morton's senior. playing though, so they have their and freshman Graham playing. Morton. <laughs> what is this bowl, man? The famous toastry bowl? <laughs> this is a new one. <laughs> <laughs> this is, now we're on to the games on the 18th. Those were all games on the 16th. Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. All right. <laughs> Old Dominion's favored by two and a half. I'm all over the hilltoppers here. I don't know their situation with the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, but I still like the hilltoppers here. This is a system play. I mean, Western Kentucky has been more consistent. Yeah, kind of over a plug time. and chug kind yeah. of system. So, so I'll take the Hilltoppers as well. Um, not locking it just because I'm not super confident. I don't know much about either team. Old Dominion. I was so very surprised they made a bowl game. So shout out, I didn't shout out to the Monarchs for making year. it. So um. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Hilltoppers here though. <laughs> All right, next up we have. This is on the night. This is one of my favorite bowl games. The Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Favorite coffee joint, Scooters Coffee. And favorite bowl location, Frisco, Texas. This is where the FCS championships held. I love this bowl. Very excited. UTSA. That <laughs> is I got dead is, eyes. Is Captain Frank playing? Yes, he Captain Frank is playing. Okay, that might No, I'm still going with my pick. They're playing Marshall, UTSA and Marshall. UTSA is favored by nine and a half. The over under is fifty four and a half. I'm on Marshall, baby. So, I was looking up why the spread was like this, because this is like one of the larger spreads. I mean, we'll get to South Alabama and Eastern Michigan here in a minute. But uh, <laughs> this is like one of the, the – this is the second largest spread of this slate that we are picking. And I think it's the second largest – second or third largest – oh, it's the third largest in all of bowl season. And the reason why is because Marshall, when they lose, they lose by like 14-plus. And when yeah, they win like – What's that? It's like sixth. It is sixth. I apologize. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it is sixth. I apologize. But um, anyways, when Marshall wins, they win close. And when they lose, they lose big. So that's the reason why the spread is like this. I, d I was very high on Marshall going into this year. I thought their coaching staff was very good. I don't know what happened with them. I can't say I watched a single Marshall game. So I'm gonna go with the Roadrunners um, until pushed it otherwise. It's a lot of points. I'm not gonna touch it in terms of betting. I mean, I'll still probably throw a couple bucks on this, but like you get my point is that I don't have a good feel in this game. So, but I'm picking UTSA. I think they win it all right. I like the under here, under 54 and a half. I think the under is the best play in this bowl. Yeah, I'm the I I'm I'm switching. I'm gonna go UTSA, and I don't really have much else to say about that. So that sounds good. Uh. <laughs> I pulled UTSA pretty close to the beginning of the year because half my college football fantasy yeah. was them, and I had to drop them all because they yeah. were not performing. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Chad's favorite. Getting into the twenty-first here, the RoofClaim.com Boca Roten Bowl. This is, I think, one of three bowl games that has a .com in there. I despise that. Nope, South Florida is playing Syracuse. Syracuse is favored by three and a half. This game is disgusting. The over under sixty and a half. I'm going Cuse. <laughs> I went South Florida just for fun. This game 
This game sucks. So Syracuse is shitty going bowl name, shitty matchup. Syracuse is going through a lot of turmoil right now. They just brought in a new head coach. I don't know how many players are in the transfer portal. Meanwhile, South Florida's happy to be here. You know what I mean? So I went with happiness. I went with the happy team. They're happy to be here. They made a bowl game for the first time in a while. They had a close loss to Alabama. They're feeling good about themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, now we're on to the twenty second. Only one game on the twenty first. One game on the twenty second. Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla. Gasparilla Bowl. Why can't it just be the Gasparilla Bowl? That would be you sick. Get that sponsor in there. Uh, Georgia Tech's playing UCF. UCF's favorite four and a half. Sixty four and a half is the over under. Um, major under here. I'm playing the under here. UCF's defense is pretty bad, though. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't really trust Georgia Tech's offense, so I'm going UCF. I want UCF here as well. This is another one that I really feel Georgia Tech's going to win. You know what I mean? Because my first instinct was UCF, okay? And then I was like, wait a minute. what? What's going on here? What? <laughs> How'd Georgia Tech make a bowl game? So I did a little bit of research on them. They had a good season. Good for Georgia Tech. Good for Brent Key, I think is his name. Um, so, good for Georgia Tech. I'm happy they're here. Um, but, yeah, UCF. That's who I'm picking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the 76 Birmingham Bowl. We're getting into the games on the 23rd year. We got Troy and Duke. <laughs> Duke is hot garbage right now. Yeah, they are. Elko's left. I think at least yeah. most of their starters I are out. I don't know why I picked Duke. Troy is the that. play. I'm, I'm flipping. And I'm going to lock up Troy. Right. I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm locking up no, Troy. Duke is... It's like, ugh. That's a... Riley Leonard's ugh. in the portal. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> Duke's hot garbage right yeah. now. They're falling off a You got to fade Duke. Just in this spot. Next season, maybe. No. They were the hot pick at the beginning of the season. Who's, I was never really on Duke, honestly. Has Duke hired anybody yet? I haven't seen uh, that. Yeah. And I will. Okay, so I did pick Duke against Notre Dame. That was because Notre Dame was not looking hot at that time. But generally this season, I was not as big on Duke as everyone else was. I never really saw it. I didn't think. I don't. I still don't think Riley Leonard's that phenomenal of a quarterback. I think they're well. Cooked. He has his well. He has his 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 good qualities, you know. And Elko has his qualities as coach, but they're a well coached team. But Mike Elko left. Yeah, so the head coach left. All right. I don't know who that was coaching or calling plays or anything like that. Um, most of the players have I mean, already opted out. Yeah. Riley Leonard's in the transfer portal. I don't think we need to say much more. I think Troy's the play here, and I'm locking up Troy. I think Troy. I'm tempted him. to hit the lock, but. Mm. I won't. I'm locking up Troy. All right, we have the uh, the Camellia Bowl. It's interesting, and somehow Arkansas State scratched and clawed their way into this bowl game for a date with Northern Illinois. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. And they're actually favored the Red Wolves. They are favored by one and a half points. Over under is fifty three and a half. I'm going with Butch Jones and the Red Wolves. <laughs> I'm on Rocky Lombardi. <laughs> I don't he is not good at football. Who? Butch Jones or Rocky Lombardi? Lombardi. They're both not good at football. I mean, That's yeah, but Rocky Lombardi's at least on the field, so he can suck on the field. 
No, I, Arkansas stayed all day on this one. It's funny because Butch Jones, they're talking about firing him halfway through the season. He turned around and made a bowl game. So Well, don't bet against Butch Jones with his back against don't the wall. Don't Butch Jones with his back against the wall. All right, <laughs> next up, the good old military-sponsored bowl, Lockheed Martin. The Armed Forces Bowl. Sponsored by Israel and Ukraine. We're going to bomb the shit out of you, Bowl. James Madison and Air Force. James Madison, two and a half point favorites here. Over under is 41 and a half. I am on the Dukes. I'm on the Dukes here, too. I am hitting the lock button. So, the only reason why I'm not locking this up is Air Force historically plays very well um, in bowl games. That's true. JMU's coach is also leaving. Did he get hired by Duke? JMU's coach got hired by someone. I think I don't know. I don't. Have... I think it was Duke. I think JMU or Duke hired JMU's coach. Either way, it doesn't seem like a lot of the JMU players opted out of this bowl game. So well, they want to be here, you know. Yes, I agree. They do want to be here. Um, I really, I think the Dukes get it done. I don't love it. I don't love this play, but I am on the Dukes. I am on the Dukes. You know what's filthy to me? What's that? Is that you are the head coach of a newly minted FBS team who scratched and clawed your way to a one-loss season, got disrespected by the NCAA along the way like three times. (laughs) You got your waiver denied three times, and so many teams sucked that they were like, okay, fine, you can have a bowl game. And then you leave before the bowl game. To go to a conference that just got blatantly disrespected by the NCAA. Or, sorry, ESPN. This is a lateral. It's a lateral, if not a downward move. No, I agree. You have a chance to run the group of five for the foreseeable future. And the group of five gets an auto bid. Yeah. You You have a free playoff spot. You are an idiot. And you are a disgusting man. I would not want my kid playing for you. <laughs> Duke probably doubled his salary. That's probably the reason why. Private institution. I'm just saying. I'm just. I, saying. I mean, listen. If I'm looking at it from a money standpoint, I get it. If I'm looking <laughs> at it from an integrity standpoint, that's dog shit. I, I'm not. I'm not. Just, I'm not fighting. No, you I know you're just, not disagreeing. I'm just giving I'm just you ranting. counterpoints. I'm giving you counterpoints. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, ugh, I'm still locking up JMU. However, JMU made a good coaching hire. They hired. Holy Cross's head coach. Obviously, he won't be coaching oh, he's this a dog. game. <laughs> the, he won't be coaching this game, but I think overall the sentiment of the players will still be positive. If that yeah. makes sense. All right, this is one of my favorite bowl names: the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, baby. Never change it. Never, Never change, change it. it. It's perfect. <laughs> we got Georgia State and Utah State. Technically a sponsored bowl, though. I might add. Don't care. It's perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, Utah State, is this really? Are they really favored by half Utah a point? State is favored by half a point. Okay, well, I'm on Utah State to win this game. Uh, over under 62 and a half. Under. Who are my Sunbelt darlings early in the year? Georgia they were making State. so much money on. Remember they made it Georgia to bowl State game. was ranked? So, there's actually conspiracy behind Georgia State here. Um, Georgia State was 6-2, and two, okay? And the next... Four games they had was Sunbelt teams that all had a losing record. So the conspiracy is they threw <laughs> the last four games to get um, 12 of the 14 Sunbelt teams That's awesome. <laughs> into a bowl that's game. That's actually awesome. It's true. That's a conspiracy I can get behind. So that's why Georgia State went 6-6. Six and six. I stand behind it, and I'm glad I didn't bet on Georgia State after the first <laughs> half of the season. 
Um, anyways, Georgia State, I'm all over them. I love, I love the. Uh, I think they're the Panthers. Go Panthers. They are the Panthers. All right, the '68 Ventures Bowl. Um, I don't um, know what that is. I hope next year '69. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what '68 Ventures is, but we do have South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. I don't really know how Eastern Michigan found themselves slipped into a bowl game. <laughs> they went six and six. But here all. they are. I didn't think they were going to do it. <laughs> Let's see. USA is favored by 15 and a half. Seems kind of fair to have Eastern Michigan play the entire country, but <laughs> what, what do I know? Uh, over under 15 or 47 and a half. I'm on. I'm on South Alabama, the Jags. I'm on, I'm the on Jags. EMU, baby. Anytime you can get two. All right, you look at Eastern Michigan's schedule, right? They've been blown out three or four times. Well, every single one of their other games is within one score. So I think they keep it close here. I think they lose by 10 to 7. This is a classic take the points. It's a bowl game. Um, South Alabama went 6-6. Six and six. Very up and down year. Flip of a coin. But they have that win over Oklahoma State. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They have lost that game. They wouldn't even be in a bowl game. Oh, wow. If they would have lost the game, they won 33-7. to seven. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Because you get my point. They were they were ten point dogs yeah. in that game. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyway, I don't it's really crazy. have anything else o- to say. If you, by the eye test, Oklahoma State's a better team than um, South Alabama, so they should just give that win to Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, so true. Just by the eye test. Um, Ladamian Webb, good back for South Alabama. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just pulled that name out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I know some of these guys. What a um, shout out. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. <laughs> wow. Uh, Utah gets the honor and the pleasure of taking on the Northwestern Wildcats. Sneaky season for uh, yeah. Northwestern. Remember, remember when Northwestern beat, was that, were we watching them beat Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. They sucked. <laughs> uh, six and a half, Utah is six and a half point favorite. Over under forty one and a half. I'd go under here, and I'm on Utah. Yeah, I'm, I'm both. I mean, Utah's the play here. I mean, Utah wins this seventeen to ten. Like, yeah. move along. Get the pig farmer out there. Let him sling some touchdowns. And finally, our last bowl game of the day is the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> I didn't know Hawaii had a stadium that was functional. I guess they're playing it That now. stadium is huge. No, the Aloha Ball is under construction. They oh, down. right. <laughs> the no, they're playing in... Um... Hawaii Stadium, which is a soccer field. <laughs> <laughs> um... <coughs> no, Hawaii plays in the Aloha Bowl. They used to. In the Aloha Stadium. Aloha... They moved to the... Yes, they had to move because... Okay, two things. One... They tore down the Aloha Bowl, and their plan is to rebuild it by 2050. Okay? <laughs> so That's not real. I'm dead serious. You can look this up. It's been it's been caught up in the whole... I learned about this yesterday. Because I knew they were building a new stadium. So what that's, in, do, that's in 27 years. <laughs> they're, it takes them 20... I'll, do, I'll get out there and build it myself in 25. <laughs> I heard about this. This is a crazy story. 
So because the the bid or whatever was so outrageous, they had to contract review it, and it's like riddled with corruption or something. So it's been in review for the past three years. So they were supposed to break ground immediately after they tore it down, but they just tore it down. <laughs> that was a historic stadium. <laughs> they tore it down. It's gone. You know, my uncle played in that bowl. That's cool. Um, but then, okay, real quick, it gets stupider. It gets stupid. So the University of Hawaii was like, okay, we'll build our own stadium in the meantime. So they're going to play in their on-campus stadium that they also are now under investigation for. And it won't be completed until 2030. <laughs> So they're going to build a stadium they're going to play in for about 15, 20 years, and then they're going to move back to the Aloha Bowl, and it's rebuilt. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what the f- What is going on? What do you think? You have to import all the materials to Hawaii. <laughs> I don't even understand why they tore it down in the first place. <laughs> I didn't think it was, It looked perfectly functional. They should have just renovated it. You yeah. Know what I mean? They should have just renovated the hell out of it. But instead, they just tore it all down, and they're going to rebuild it. <laughs> and then, like, because the original plan was 2040, because it was going to take that long, because you got to ship all the materials and everything out there. So this is, the campus was like, okay, Why don't fine. they just take one of the uninhabited islands, stack all the materials on that, <laughs> And that way, it's they bring everything they need over at once, and that way it's an easy transport to the main <laughs> island. I'm just. <laughs> or you could just dock. You could just take an old ship, dock it out there for ten years. They just build it out of like old ships. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a stupid decision! <laughs> what a bewildering act by whoever did that. Just like you know, the first of all, just the feasibility of that is a like. The logistics just don't work. This is government, baby. And you, why? I know like, you hate what, the capitalist names. This is government stadium planning at its finest. Well, I hate I hate both of them. <laughs> I hate both. They're all dumb and inept. I don't understand where we went wrong <laughs> as a society. You went wrong with turning down the Aloha Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I, like obviously, yes. Did I don't you watch any Hawaii football this year. I watched like two minutes of their game against Stanford. It was being played in a soccer field. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell because the goddamn camera was five feet from the field. I guess that makes sense now. Yeah. Um, what? What? How long did it take to build the first Aloha Bowl? I don't know. Aloha Stadium, whatever you call well, it. Well, back then uh, there was less regulations and everything. I just... I. Why would you tear it down before you... They had a plan, all right. The Cole plan. Brennan broke NCAA records in that stadium. They had a plan. There Timmy Chang broke records in that stadium. And maybe it's still up, but just not usable or whatever. So, like, because they're, like, in the process of tearing it down, but they halted everything. So. <laughs> hey, guys, maybe we should maybe we should rethink this. <laughs> That's literally what happened. <laughs> I got to look this up later. Holy fuck. Double check me because I heard this on a podcast, so like ninety percent chance it's not real. But that's that's like this podcast. They're very in depth on college football stadiums and everything. So twenty fifty. I'll drag it brick the by brick. Date is early twenty forties, but they're the all the lawsuits but and everything. It's are that is, the, the early twenty forty is still seventeen years away. And they haven't even broke ground on it. <laughs> 
I will take piece by piece over the ocean myself <laughs> and get it done quicker. Kayak. Quicker than t- 2050. <laughs> they just pay me instead. <laughs> I'm glad we had the segment. <laughs> anyway, the team's play. Coastal, first of all, the matchup here. Coastal Carolina has to literally fly <laughs> from one hemisphere to another. <laughs> How long of a flight is that? Dude, they gotta make that a two-day trip. We know they'll be there for like a full week or two. <laughs> so oh, be- I'd get out there right now. I'd be like, hey, guys, you're skipping classes. We're going now. <laughs> your finals. I'll practice on the soccer field every day. <laughs> They're playing San Jose State. I like that matchup. That's a fun It's matchup. a fun matchup, but oh, could you pick a worse team? <laughs> just throw... Just throw like... I don't even know. So, the, I throw South Alabama in there. <laughs> Big Bird is in the portal Big or Bird's gone. In the portal. Or I'm gone. on. I'm on San. I'm on San Jose. San Jose State wins this easy. Like it's. <laughs> I'm on San. And I get it. Maybe you have to pick like a team that, you know. I mean, there's only so many teams to go around now because, the bottom half of the Pac-12 was just abysmal. But uh, maybe we could have had Coastal Carolina play Tech. Had Cal go play? No, the bowl. Uh, you gotta listen to the college football experience with Colby Dant. Um, they broke down all the bowl games. He literally went one by one and just shit on every single bowl. Like all the matchups, he was like, he was like, this is the terrible matchup. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Like take Texas A and M and Duke and play, have them play each other because they both lost their coach. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're fighting for the uh, Mike Elko Bowl. And I'll t- we'll touch on this. We'll I'll touch on it next episode. But Kansas is playing UNLV in week three of next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like Boston College. Whoever, Boston College is playing SMU. They play next year. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> hey, guys. How hey about guys. this? <laughs> how about this? You know these teams that are playing each other next year? Well, let's just have them play this year. Um, Get a feel for each other. There's another one that's also doing this. I can't remember which one it is, but they're like, there's like three matchups that are going to be within the next four weeks of next year. This is the most I've cursed on the pod, I think. But this is dumb as shit. Do you know who decided all this? The college football playoff. Oh <laughs> man, you know Boo had so many great. You you're a grown man and you call yourself Boo. <laughs> Grow up. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I hate that guy. I hate that whole community. They're all fucking 70 year olds sitting in a room jerking each other off. Oh. Oh my gosh. This has been a great episode. <laughs> fucking pissing. I'm not even. I haven't even had any adult sodas either. <laughs> Chad is basically sober at this point. <laughs> I am. I'm, like, I'm just. Be- this is just rage at this point. <laughs> at, at what happened to. This beautiful sport of And the Aloha Bowl. When the Aloha Bowl got torn down, that's whenever things went south. Oh, my God. (laughs) How can this many people be this bad at making decisions? (laughs) Late-stage empire. Put me in charge of all of this, and I'll have it fixed in two hours. I mean, my playoffs. Did you like my playoff scenario I laid Yes, it was excellent. Yes. It's the perfect fix. I said this when I was in Nebraska. I said... Give me an Adderall in 16 hours, and I'll fix college football my goddamn self. And I fucking I I believe that to yeah. my core. I can fix this. 
Ridiculous. Should have seen my conferences in NCAA 14. Come that's on now. Absolutely ridiculous. Dude, I've been such a deep dive in conferences in NCAA 14. I actually might do that after you leave today. I'm going to go hopefully, get NCAA 14. Hopefully, eventually, you know how in TV and uh, movie and streaming world, we're kind of just reinventing cable? Yeah. Maybe eventually we'll just kind of reinvent conferences that make sense. <laughs> no, we're going to have a SMU. Oh, Boston wait, I'm College. sorry. Uh, ESPN, as poor of a sham of a journal outlet as they are, they have all of the media control. So We're not picking this game tonight, but the Wasabi-Fenway Bowl is hilarious to me because... <laughs> You got Fenway Park. <laughs> you got SMU, all right. And the site where JFK was shot. And you got Boston College, where he went to school. You know that was mentioned in that room, too. Hey, guys. You literally got the JFK okay, bowl. We got uh, SMU and Boston College. Um, hey. Should we do this? Where did JFK go to school? Boston College. Where did he He's die? from Boston. Oh, where did he get shot? Oh, Fort Worth. Oh, perfect. Haven't played each other. <laughs> Go for it. Why don't you just Why don't you just throw Navy in there instead? You know. <laughs> the winner gets a magic bullet. <laughs> you should make that the trophy. Playing in a base. Playing in Fenway Park. I actually like the baseball stadium. I, I like it because they play in a cold environment, and all it's these historic. other pansy bowls play where it's hot. You know, have these kids play in Lambo. See who's really tough. No, for real. I think one of the, I think one of the, the college football. I think first round should be, um, first round should be, like home environments. You know what I mean. Second round, outdoors NFL stadiums, and then if you want to put in the dome, the last five, uh, three games, go for it. I don't care. But um, I think the at least half the playoffs should be in outdoor environments. That way. You're playing to teams' strengths. That's like Iowa. You know what I mean? That way, no one, everyone can't just run the fucking air raid. We just have four air raid teams in the playoff. Don't get me wrong. I like a little air raid here now and then, but like it gets old. Just look at the four teams in the playoff. Washington runs a version of the air raid. I mean, I'm shitting on Washington a little bit here, but I'm sorry. Michigan <laughs> is a little bit of a power team. Okay, respect to Michigan. That's kind of why it's here for them. Um, who else do we got? Texas. Air Raid. Bama. Alabama. A version of the Air Raid. Bama was a man when they fucking would run the one back. Bring back the one back in Alabama. Alright? That's where this country went wrong. Whenever Alabama switched out of the one back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because we got, we got B.O.B. Bill O'Brien running that offense. <laughs> <laughs> Old failed NFL GM Bill O'Brien. <laughs> remember, remember when Bill O'Brien... <laughs> Set a nuke off in Houston and then left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys gonna fire me? Guess what Deshaun Watson's been doing? Hey, guess what I'm gonna do with Diop? Trade him for a fifth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. Have a good night, guys. Miss you all. <laughs> so many of these dudes are spineless assholes. <laughs> Grow a pair. Finish out your season. Finish no, out your commitment. These past few weeks have really made me debate on just like 
ditching college football and like just watching pro. You know what sucks is all all of college football is crumbling around as soon as KU gets a good team. <laughs> that was the catalyst. KU gets a good coach and a good program, yep. and college football says yep. no more. <laughs> See ya. Now they're making steps in the right direction with the twelve team playoff, but you got to get rid of the committee. I'm sorry, this committee is a bunch of spineless assholes bought and paid for by ESPN. Fucking, I'm going to apply for the committee. Have I don't even the NCAA know how to do that. dust off their IBM 2000 computer and plug some numbers into it and Get, reinvent the BCS. Hell, numbers. let let Amazon's AI pick this one. I don't care. <laughs> IBM Watson. <laughs> the, the trade analyzer. Um, I did see, I saw TikTok. This dude, this, this uh, he's a Florida State fan, just hammered in this hotel room at like 3 a.m. Or... Sometime at night, I don't know what time it was, but he called the office of the college football playoff committee, and he got through the line, and he was talking to this chick on the phone, and he's like, I just don't understand the decision. He's like, he's so fucked up. She's like, well, I don't have any say in the decision making, but they were in there a long time sorting this one out. Like, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just don't understand how you can sit in a conference room, all right? In a conference room, like, all right, we got three undefeated Power Five conference winners, all right? That's when you see that they say, all right, let's put Florida State in, and the black Suburbans roll up outside. <laughs> you have, uh, I'm you in have Alabama, and then they pull off. Two one-loss conference champions in Texas and Alabama, and they have conveniently already played this season in Alabama, and Texas won. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. And really. then they're like, let's break out these obscure rules. Yeah, and the, they're the, old, like, the old clause hmm. where uh, if a, if a, if an injury happens to a significant player, it can leave your team out. That just happens to conveniently be slid way deep in the rules of the college football committee. You know, I really thought that rule was going to affect the first college football playoff. Whenever Ohio State and TCU. Was on their third string quarterback. <laughs> and they were like, Nah, they look good enough with the third string. <laughs> like, what the enough. fuck? That Ohio State team was was loaded. good enough to... Uh, yeah, they were loaded. Know, to win it all, so fair enough. I hated that decision when it happened. And I hated Ohio State winning that game, but it happened and they won, so fair enough. Who's to say Florida State doesn't walk in there as, uh, you know, admittedly unimpressive for the most part that they looked with their backup quarterback... They still won two games by double digits. It's, it's kind of the same thing, man. You've got a backup quarterback with a pretty stacked roster around him. you got Keon Coleman. I mean, at your wide receiver, your defense is pretty damn good. What's the difference? This is fucking ridiculous, man. The sport is just a, sh a shell of what it once was. I was so upset based on the decision. Um, but it is what it is. Um, Anyone with a brain can see this was a stupid decision and that means all alabama fans have no brains which we've already established not jake jake doesn't have a brain when it comes to alabama <laughs> football <laughs> friend of the pod jake uh, thompson diehard alabama fan shout out qb1 is on, on fantasy is mac jones i asked uh His qb2 is bryce young <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing him this week can't wait to uh, beat him by 40. <laughs> you need to change your team name to FSU <laughs> National Champions. 
You got oh, to, man. All just right. for one week. Just right, for one gonna, week. But then I have to change it back to the Mesopotamia. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Just for one week, you got to change it to Florida State 2023 20, National Champions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> That's them. funny. Versus the Bryce Young team of champions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. A little bit of housekeeping real quick. Colin Klein takes the red eye down to College Station. He's now an Aggie. Brings me back to the time that we beat Texas A&M in triple overtime with Colin Klein running a QB sneak. Um, he scored six touchdowns that day. Those were the days. Now he's one of them. Um, overall, because <clears throat> we talked about this briefly earlier, my, my thoughts overall is that this is a good move for Colin Klein. Because, um, one, he's getting the bag. Like, props to him. He's getting a huge pay raise. Uh, Mike Elko has the most money set aside for assistants and assistant coaches than anyone else in the uh, uh, college, like, you know, college football in general. So, <laughs> like, Colin Klein's getting the bag. He's making yeah. at least $4 million a year. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, fair enough, I yeah. guess. Um, I, my assumption is Colin Klein will coach down there for a year or two. Depending on success, he'll go to a group of five after that and just sit at a group of five until the K-State job opens back up. That's my assumption. I remember when I was 14 years old, I was watching Colin Klein. I predicted that K-State was going to win the national championship that year and Bill Snyder was going to die on the field. And yeah. uh, Colin Klein would take over as head coach in 20 years and win another national title. So, looks like uh, part of it might be coming true. I was going to say, what happened in the first national title? On the uh, KU side of housekeeping, uh, Andy Koltenecki, offensive coordinator, James Franklin caught, caught the red eye to Lawrence. Uh, stole him away with an offer. Um, so no more Andy Koltenecki. Good coordinator. Some games he was kind of brain dead in his play calling. So we'll see if that continues with Jeff Grimes and Jim Zabrowski co-handling offensive coordinator duties. Um Kansas plays Missouri tomorrow, Saturday, December 9th. This pod will not be out by then. I'm on Kansas. Oh, I'm, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Got my Warhawk on. Oh, yeah. I don't play when it comes to Missouri and Kansas. Mm. So, I'm going to the Chad. Thanks, uh, or, uh, thanks Christmas. You'll be decked out in KU gear. I will be. My entire family is K-State fans. Nice. Um... And you're the Lone Ranger. Of, yeah, um, well, well, okay, well, Julia's a KU fan. That's right, that's right. And Uncle Brian played at KU, so. And jo so did John Riggins. And John Riggins, and I guess my mom's KU John fan, Riggins so. is probably one of my top five favorite college football players of all time. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> I love John Riggins. All right, name your top five favorite college football players. Um, Number one would be Colin Klein. I really like Colin Klein. Uh, number two, wild card. You probably would, don't know this. Teddy Bridgewater. Or, no. Not Teddy Bridgewater. Excuse me. Lamar Jackson. They both play at Louisville. Um, Lamar Jackson was my number two. <laughs> I did like Teddy Bridgewater growing up, too, though. I was a Teddy Bridgewater guy. Dude, I Teddy thought Bridgewater was sick. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater, if he. Dude, it's so crazy He's that. Fifth. He's my fifth. He. I mean, in Minnesota, he was, he was playing all right, and then. Just a, on a drop back in practice. Just, I mean, remember that? When he shattered his knee in like yep. three places? Yep. Such a shame, man. I think he would have had an okay career. Yep. He's still a backup at places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, he's on. Uh, he's number 91 for the Detroit Lions. You uh, <laughs> you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Indeed. And you went out a hero. 
Number three for you. Number three, Darren Sproles. Actually, I got to switch those two. Darren Sproles is number two, and Lamar Jackson's three, just because of K-State guy. I I apologize. I messed that up. Um, Number four, it's going to be interesting. I'm already going to reserve a spot for Avery Johnson. Really? I'm going to reserve a spot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nah, I'm joking. Uh, Number four will be John Riggins. Number five, Teddy Bridgewater. All right. Number one for me is Todd Reesing, obviously. Number two, uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota. That's a good one. Marcus Mariota is my number two. I really loved watching him in Oregon. Um, I don't think he got a fair shake in the NFL, but that's a story for another time. Number three, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let me skip to number five real quick. I'll come back. Number five uh, is probably probably Jalen Daniels, just because when he is healthy, I think he's top ten quarterback, and he's brought KU. You know, just that game against Texas itself. I mean, yeah. come on, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. And then three and four. Let me dive into my memory here. Honorable mention for me would be uh, Deuce Vaughn. He's on the outside looking in. Deuce Vaughn's electric. Number three, I think. Let me do number four, Monty Manziel. <laughs> I loved watching Johnny Manziel. Really? Football. He is so good. <laughs> I was at about it for the Alabama game. After the Alabama game, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome or whatever. And then a lot of those videos started surfacing and everything. I was like, you know, the prude of me came out, and I was like, oh, this guy shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't get me wrong. I respect Johnny Manziel a lot more than I did at the time. But, like, my uh, uncle, I mentioned this on the last pod, is a huge uh, A&M fan. And so they, like, all they talked about for two years was Johnny Manziel. And so I think that's where Johnny Manziel kind of fell off for me is because anyone who lived in, like, you know, south of the Red River, just fucking, oh, that's all they talked about was Johnny Manziel. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch by number five. I just thought of someone. Uh, Mr. Mr. Colt Brennan from Hawaii. Oh. This is my number five. I think he's phenomenal. Rest in peace. Honorable mention, Jordan Lynch. He was the oh, Colin dude, Klein. Jordan Lynch was Colin Klein light for mm-hmm. Northern Illinois. I didn't enjoy him as much as I did, like, just because I didn't see him week in, week out. But, yeah, Jordan Lynch was definitely... Uh, number three for me, um, I don't know, this might be a shock to you, might not. James Sims. Mm. Former Kansas running back James Sims. I suppose Puka didn't make the list. I remember you guys were all about Puka. I mean, Puka was good, but James Sims, I thought, uh, I mean, Puka was different because those teams really suffered from a lack of coaching versus James Sims' teams suffered from a lack of coaching and talent. So the offense was literally just give the ball to James Sims, and he would average like yeah. 150 yards a game. <laughs> you know who uh, I thought you'd mention? Who? Keenan Reynolds. Oh! All right, get Johnny Manziel out. Keenan Reynolds <laughs> in. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I loved Keenan Reynolds. You were such a big Keenan Reynolds. Keenan Reynolds was a dog. I don't know. I like Keenan Reynolds, but like... He was your guy. He was my guy. He should have won the fucking Heisman that year. <laughs> he should have. Colin Klein should have won the fucking Heisman over. Yeah, that's BS. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, no, Keenan Randall's definitely in there. You uh, know, if K State beats Baylor. K State maybe wins a national championship against Notre Dame because you know Manti Teo's dealing with some personal issues <laughs> <laughs> at the time. Colin <laughs> and Colin Klein maybe wins a Heisman because he went undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> not crazy. All right, so I had I had Todd Reesing. I had Marcus Mariota, James Sims, Keenan Reynolds, and uh, Colt Brennan. That was my five. I'm gonna take. Surprised out... you didn't say uh, Reggie Bush. I didn't see a lot of like these players. So like that '05 year, because my first, whenever we first thought of this, um, I one of my first thoughts was Vince Young, because I really like. I thought Vince about Vince as well. Um, but. Texas is banned from my mind, so yeah, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I yeah, I I I I stick with my five. Um, the only one I'm probably gonna pull out there is Tay Bridgewater, just because I didn't watch much of him in like person. You know what I mean? Like I remember when Lamar Jackson was tearing it up at Louisville. Holy shit, man! I just like the videos I'd see. Like this is a video game. Like. Oh, yeah. He would break <laughs> off a run or a throw, and it just looked like a fucking video game. It was insane. I remember back in the old Vine days when we'd watch Vines, there was uh, this video of this high school quarterback. He was running to the end zone, and he he was getting to the pylon, and this, this linebacker safety is just streaking towards him. And he stops on a dime on his tippy toes and this this defender goes flying past him and then he walks three yards into the end zone and that's Lamar Jackson yeah and that was in like I don't know what that would have been like 2013 or something like <laughs> Lamar Jackson nobody know who nobody yeah. knew who he was at that point it literally came out like his senior year of college like yeah that's Lamar Jackson in that video <laughs> one of my favorite college football highlights of all time is of Javon Clowney Oh, J.D.B. on Clowney, the Michigan hit? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever – well, the play before, you have to tack it on because Michigan mm-hmm. went for it on fourth down or whatever, gets stopped short. The refs take the ball and push it past the thing. <laughs> that was bad. It was just blatantly obvious they gave Michigan the first down. It was so obvious. Very next play, Clowney up the middle because Michigan's running an HB dive. Clowney goes up the middle, pops him, fumble. He recovers it himself. Just craziest turn of events. You know what I mean? Like, a blatant just fucking, like, oh, yeah, we're going to rig the game. And John Anderson was like, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Well, you know what they say. Ball don't lie. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I I watched some uh, Colin Klein highlights the other day and just, like, Watch them throw those fucking ducks up there in the air. Like, just 40 yards in the air. Tyler Lockett. I'm surprised you didn't say Lockett. Lockett I thought about. But... Just back during that 2012, 2011 era, like, all the hype was around Colin Klein. Like, it was just hard not to buy into that hype, just building around Klein and everything. Um, I remember growing up, I was a big Josh Freeman guy, but, like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't look up Josh Freeman highlights anymore, so (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Um, How do you feel about Chase Daniel? I know he's a Mizzou guy, but... Um... I mean, he never really played for the Chiefs, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that guy earned like 15 million bucks for riding pine, so. I am surprised that neither of us mentioned Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Tech. I mean, and I thought about that, but 
He's definitely I mean, more of a guy that I did not follow until he got to the I, I mean, yeah, like, I didn't watch Tech games, you know? I didn't even watch... That OU Tech game where they combined for, like, 1,500 yards or whatever was yeah. on, like, FS1. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah. And I didn't really follow Mahomes in college. I knew who he was. And yeah. I remember KU was playing Tech his senior year, and mm-hmm. he got injured. And I was like, oh, Okay, you can win this game. Case lost by like thirty. So <laughs> I thought it was really funny matter. that Patrick Mahomes says like the one play he always remembers when he threw a pick six against a K State defender. <laughs> that was funny. Respect. Uh, another guy that I thought of was Toby Grayhart. Oh yeah, Gerhart from Stanford. Yep. There are a few running backs running through my land like Monte Ball. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Uh, Jahavid Best. Who did Ball play for? Wisconsin. When, okay. when Wisconsin went on, when they had Monte Ball and Jonathan Taylor in back-to-back sequences. Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon. Ooh. Like, that, that was a crazy stretch. Yeah. Um, no Sean Moreno from Georgia. I don't remember him. He played for, they ended up playing for the Broncos. Uh, Tebow. Yeah, Tebow, Tebow was fun. But it was just like, I don't know, it wore off real quick. <laughs> you know, I feel like if Burrow didn't play for Cincy, we would have thought of him. I actually stand by that I think Burrow had statistically the one of the greatest seasons of all time. And like that's you know, I Burrow is a hell of a college player, man. Those numbers he put up, like, they're literally video game numbers. It's insane. He had one of the greatest statistical seasons of literally all time. Yeah. <laughs> but you look at the team around him. It's like it really good. <laughs> Dustin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Yep. Two uh, of the Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> yeah, two of the best receivers, literally, and like two of the best receivers in NFL right now. <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are two of the best receivers in the NFL. Like no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, I them. mean, uh, still like hell, hell of a talent and everything. Oh, um, Michael Crabtree. <laughs> Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell was the dog. Mm-hmm. Um. Des Bryant was good in college. And then Doriel Green Beckham. I don't remember. Remember that. him? No. Oh, dude. I thought he was a surefire NFL guy. And then he, you know, discipline issues. But yeah. um, he, was a, he was a Mizzou guy. There's another Oklahoma State receiver I'm trying to think of. Oh. You remember Denard Robinson from Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Just a random throw out there. RG three was really cool. Um, I remember. Yeah, I thought about RG three for mine, but I mean, I just remember K State beating RG three, and it was the first loss of Baylor season. Um, that was his final year. That was his Heisman year. I think college he, Geno. Dude, I remember that. Kayvon Austin. Because that uh, Geno undefeated until they played K State as well. Taylor Martinez. Nebraska, right? Yeah, yeah, he was legit too. He, he's in my honorable mentions. He was he was very fun to watch. Uh huh. <laughs> this like, is just he was not he was not that great. Jake Locker <laughs> from Washington. Uh, <laughs> Jake Browning. <laughs> Jake Browning. You know how much I had to hear on that broadcast the other night all about how Jake Browning was good in high school. They're all good in high school. They're in the NFL. Yeah, you're not good in high school. What the fuck you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like relax, okay. <laughs> like, um, honorable mention, uh, BJ Finney. Um, most of Col- most of Colin Klein's touchdowns came from a run that was right behind BJ Finney. So like, 
I know it's a lineman, so it's like, oh, what highlights can you watch? But just like every Colin Klein's QB sneak was behind BJ Finney. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. Crazy. Well, I don't know. I suppose we should just wrap it up then. Yes, sir. So I locked up three right away because I locked up Jack State, Miami of Ohio, New Mexico State, and then I locked, I locked up, up Troy. Troy. So that was four. I'll probably end up locking up uh, Georgia State and... Uh, well, let's just do four for this because we're working with a limited slate. Well, it's not really that limited. I mean, we probably have just as many games, but it doesn't matter. We can do whatever. Let's just do four for... <laughs> That's fine. For easy sakes. And then the next one we'll do six because we have more games. Sounds good to me. Um, so I'm also going to lock up Troy <laughs> for my third. And then for my fourth, I'm going to lock up... I'm going to lock up Utah. So there you have it, folks. That was a bit of a scramble there, but we got it done. So anyway, (laughs) with that, we'll see you when we see you.